she got it lit. No, she got it lit. Hot girl, summer, so you know she got it lit. No, she got it lit. Hot girl, summer, so you know she got it lit. What up, what up, y'all? My name is Kel. My name is Anna. And you're tuned into Cognac, Cupcakes, and Conversations. CCC is a podcast with a twist. Cognac, Cupcakes, and Stimulating Conversations. Because it's not just about us anymore. And we're striving to promote awareness of issues affecting our communities. In short, it's a vibe. Yeah. Hey, y'all. Hot girls. I'm going to it. Okay, we are up here halfway vaxxed. Right, right. And ready to go girls tripping. Okay, that's what everybody's in. Okay. <laughs> I've been seeing that hashtag a lot, like vax, waxed, and ready to get passport stamp, something like that. I don't know the last part. It it, it rhymed, but yeah, y'all know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Absolutely. We are so excited for the summer to hit because, you know, it's a lot of good things that we have looking forward to, you know? So mm-hmm. I'm very, very excited, not only about the things that we have for CCC, um, excited mm-hmm. just to, you know, have a moment to be outside, you know? Yeah. The streets is calling my name and yeah, I'm calling the them right back. calling my name. This right. summer, the streets are calling my name. I'm going back to the beach. <laughs> exactly. So I am so, so excited over there. But anywho, mm-hmm. let's get on to it. Let's get yes. things started with the motivational moment of the week. And this week's motivational moment of the week is never lose sight of your focus. Let me tell y'all, like it has been a real struggle for me lately you know have I told you I loved you lately is have I told you I'm struggling lately um I just it's like I can't focus I can't get I'm trying to find like the the purpose the why and um it just feels really frustrating it's been a really frustrating thing because it's starting to feel like you know you you become lazy when you you lose your focus and it's just things just Mm -hmm. don't make sense and if it doesn't make sense then you don't have the will or the drive to do it so I am definitely thankful that I have um, a partner in coordination like Anna Banana. Um, oh, I'm looking at the screen like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm thankful. I thought to you were going to say someone else's name, but yes, no, her partner. Like, but. Yes, like you to, um, you know, keep me on track and keep me guiding. Like she, whenever I feel like I'm falling off, she keeps this train of going. So the them posts be consistent, you know, the Aww, the thanks. podcast be consistent. Even when I just be like, fuck this shit, dog. Like, I really have those moments. And I've been having a lot of those moments. Not even just with CTC, but also in my full-time job to be fully transparent. And I feel like it's not even a thing where it's just me. I think everyone is kind of feeling this weird feeling. So I kind of want to let everybody know that, you know, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. And that there are people out there who are feeling the exact way thing, the same exact same way that you're feeling. And I actually found out some more information that I probably um I don't know if I'm gonna share it now or yeah, I might as well. Yeah, go ahead. Um I just wanted to say work exhaustion is real. I feel like there's an actual term for it, but that's real. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is definitely like I'm de- I don't know, it's like yeah, that's it's exhaustion. Yeah, exhaustion. <laughs> So um, I was talking to a good girlfriend of mine. I'm not sure if she wants me to say who she is. So I'm just leaving it at that. But they were, I was explaining some of the feelings that I was feeling. And I was like, yo, I just feel so, uh, like, and I was like talking about how I was trying to get motivated and try to get focused. I was like, let me look at these videos on YouTube to see if something will inspire me. So I started looking at this LinkedIn video and the LinkedIn video was like um, telling you how to, you know, have a capturing or captivating, um, Profile summary. So it was examining, you know, what you do, why you do it, how do you do it, and what have you achieved? And I was able to like articulate all of that information. But after that, it was just like, ugh, you know, still. And um, so she shared with me. Oh, you, before you, before she shared with me, I was telling her that I was telling Bay the same thing. And I was like, I know he probably was looking at me like I had two heads on my shoulders because it was just like, what are you talking about? But basically what I was sharing with him was that um, I feel like I am the type of person who can create things. And then I just need to leave it at that. Once I create it, I just need to give it to the world, but not for me to continue to execute it because it's not going to flourish in the same way. Um 
And I was just trying to figure out like why certain things aren't being successful. Like why aren't things moving? And not even just for CCC. Like I said, also in my, you know, my nine to five work life as well. So um, she shared with me, she was like, I know exactly what you mean, but there's something called human design. And have you ever heard of it? No. Okay. No, no, I haven't. Human design. So it's, um, if you are familiar with the natal chart, to find what your human design is, you would do very, you do the same type of chart, very similar to the natal chart. So you have to go by the um, the day that you were born, the time that you, the exact time that you were born, and the location. But it goes really um, in detail. And I should have pulled this up. So let me do it real quick right now. Um, <laughs> no, that that sounds interesting. While you're pulling that up, um, and just to kind of touch on what you said about um, being someone that creates but doesn't. I don't know if it's like not executing, but I think it's maintaining that you may not want to do. Cause there's some people that like are idea fairies. Like one of my old coworker friends used to say that she's like, I'm the idea fairy or I used to call her a think tank or a thinking tank. And she loved coming up with concepts and ideas, but she never wanted to necessarily execute them. She just wanted to drop that seed of, um, you know, inspiration, I guess, on people. Mm-hmm. And for you, it's like a step further. It's like you come up with the idea and you want to create it. But as far as maintenance, like, you know, day to day. Yeah. Which mm-hmm. is like, there are roles in the workforce like that. Right. Where you come up with the concept, the strategy or whatever, and then you have people underneath you that execute the strategy on a day-to-day basis. So um, it's actually not that weird or not that, um, you know, some people may see that, hear that and be like, oh, that's lazy or, oh, you, you know, whatever other negative ideas or whatever about what you said, but that exists. There's plenty of people like that, plenty of successful media moguls. Right. Same way, like Diddy, you know, all these different people, they'll say, yo, like I see this vision and I'm on a cloud and I'm floating and I got the Ciroc bottle in my hand, blah, blah, blah. You think he's the one that's going and doing that? He ain't going to get the the little production person to film it. He ain't in the editing room. You know, he's just approving shit. Right. Imbalances. He's just approving shit. And so that's like probably the boss again, boss CEO Kel. You (laughs) you just want to come up with the idea and and approve it. Approve it and sign checks. (laughs) Exactly. So your human design chart is also might be heard as a body graph. It's calculated using your birth date, your time place, and it reveals your genetic design. So basically it tells you like how you think about things, how you execute things, how you act, um, the decisions that you make. It all tries into who you are living your true self. So my human design was something called a manifesting generator. And I am the multi-hyphenate, multi-passionate people who are here to do and accomplish many diverse things. So um, I work a lot with my sacral chakras. I know we talked about that on a couple of past episodes. Mm. So I have to really learn how to listen to my gut because when I make decisions, I tend to not listen to myself. Like, And I be knowing that you know, things are one way. And I'd be like, nah, well, let me talk to this other person and see what they say. If they say something that seems a little bit better, I'll usually go with whatever they're saying versus following my gut. And I'd be like, damn, I knew I was right. I should have just, you know, done what I said I was going to do. Um, but no, I just found it really interesting that I, I was this person that was a manifesting generator because that person is the type of person who is are typically visionaries And they tell people they're leaders. They're really great leaders. And they're able to kind of like tell people what to do and then let other people kind of not do the work, but delegate. They're really good delegators, I guess, in a sense. Right, right, (laughs) right. That's the best way to say it. So, but what it did teach me was that when I'm not um, living in my true design, I don't feel like this sense of satisfaction and I get frustrated really easily. And um, it goes even down to like how you digest foods and um, the certain foods that are um, 
off-putting for you when you are not living in your true self. So mine mm-hmm. is like cold food. It was just interesting. Like it has how, you know, detailed it was, even down to like the strongest sense. My strongest sense is my inner vision. Um, mm-hmm. Certain environment really make me, you know, come alive. Kitchen. I love food. Food is my love language. So that makes sense. Places that are creative hubs that people can commune. That's exactly a part of how I feel is tag, tied into my purpose. And whether it's literally a kitchen, an art studio, or whatever invokes that type of creativity inside of me. So I found that really interesting. I'm going to dig deeper into that. Just thought I would share a little bit of that woo to you guys in the masses. Yeah. So find okay. out like more Thank about you. you. Thank you for sharing that. I'm going to find out this week what, because I always wonder, is it 1238 AM that I was born or 1230 something? I feel like it's 1230 something, but I don't remember. I feel like it's 1238, but I'll, I'll find out. And then of course I know the city and the day. So, um, and the day of the week, I know the day of the week and stuff. Mm -hmm. So, um, it was a Wednesday. So yeah. Well, yes. So maybe next episode you could read mine for me. I'll find out what it is and then next episode we could read that. Yeah. All right. Well, let's go ahead and jump. You know, there's no good transition for this. Let's just go ahead and jump into the R and R. Indeed. <laughs> it's balance. Ratchetness and righteousness is the yin and the yang of life. You got to be equally yoked with both. This week, it's been crazy because, you know, I ain't even going to hold y'all. Like, we're going to just go straight into the peach land. ATL shouted. (laughs) Okay. We're going to go straight into the Real Housewives of Atlanta because we all know that's what's been super popping all the beginning of this week. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything important from last week to talk about, but I feel like last week was a super slow week. Forgive me, y'all, if I forgot <laughs> anything important. But yes, Kel, have you heard about everything that's going on with Portia? I oh, have. Portia! Portia! <laughs> I have, and I think I have an unpopular um, opinion Okay. 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 Yeah. Okay. So short of the long is basically that this one castmate from um, Real Housewives of Atlanta, who you know she's a pretty girl, nice body. Like a lot of people have had to say that she was like kind of ditzy and stuff. So she's a fan favorite because she's kind of come out on top throughout the years. Um, She just recently had a child with a guy that she was dating who was, you know, into a few little business dealings with like restaurants and stuff like that ownership. So he had some, you know, he had some pocket change and um, they didn't work out, unfortunately. So she was single. She also was at the center of a little threesome scandal from one of the other castmates, um, (laughs) bachelorette shout, uh, I said bachelorette shout, bachelorette party, which was also (laughs) like, really popping in the gossip blogs like last year sometime. Um, But now she's at the center again because she uh, has admitted that she is dating and it looks like she's engaged to as well. Um, uh, A man named Simon who also happens to be her ex-boyfriend's not, well, ex-fiance's uh, business partner. They have a couple business deals together. And um, the way that they introduced uh, Simon on the show was really more so through his wife at the time. And I forget her name already. Child Fallon. Fallon, yes. Fallon on the show. And Fallon, uh, you know, they love to say, so-and-so's friend or whatever as a description when mm-hmm. sometimes these people don't know each other from a can of paint mm-hmm. and apparently that is what Portia is claiming because they haven't even finalized their divorce yet but Portia is saying that her and Simon fell in love a month ago or something like that and he's been in the process of filing his divorce since January of this year. Meanwhile, there's footages of him. And I said it like that on purpose. Yeah. Footages of him (laughs) with other women as, as uh, quick 
quickly or whatever as recently, excuse me, as a year ago. I mean, a month ago. Sorry, y'all. I'm all discombobulated. <laughs> as recently as a month ago. <laughs> and there was video of him with his wife uh, at their home in like January 21st, I believe, where he was saying that they, you know, mesh so well together because they take each other's crap and blah, blah, blah. Now stuff can go left. You know, somebody could violate a day later and it could be as bad, bad enough to want a divorce. So that's neither here nor there with the January 21st, but the math ain't adding up. And mm-hmm. now it's looking like she's wearing these little moo-moos, these little African moo-moos and stuff now. And it's looking very much like three months pregnant. Okay. So <laughs> shit, life comes at you fast, you know? And then it was like some picture of her on a cruise ship with him um, that might've been from January too. So child boo, like it, it's looking very much like we got knocked up and, you know, Things had to be a rush deal to end between him and Fallon. Him and Fallon were only married for two years, but they had been together in total for five years. They do not have children together, um, but they do have children of their own that, you know, they blended their families together. And um, yeah, and Simon is a $40 million meal ticket too. African man, not sure which country, but yes. Your thoughts, Kel. <laughs> um, okay. Oh, so last- is, I mean, sorry, real quick. Dennis, the ex the ex fiance of Portia, who's also a um you know, a business partner of Simon, the new boo. Uh, he seems to be cool with it. And they got pictures of them looking like, you know, you know, you got sister wives, you got brother husbands. That's, that's <laughs> what they were looking like brother husbands in the picture. Nah, brother. Well, go husband. ahead. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> I'm, I, all so over you. I heard so some tea like she got some good poom poom. So everybody is all good with it. And, and Dennis is extra happy because he won't be hit up for child support, which thought it was because I'm sure she'll still hit your ass up for child support just because you got a $40 million nigga. Like you ain't going to be doing your part as a father. Please. <laughs> Where they do that at? Okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. Yeah, you know, like, Portia's been getting a lot of heat from a lot of people, and a lot of people feel a different way about, you know, they think it's it's scandalous or whatever. For me, honestly, I feel like, you know, that's not me. That's not my relationships, one. And two, she's very adamant about, you know, like, that girl not being her friend, Fallon not being her friend. And I definitely know that us, the little bit of time that we had in seeing somewhat of a smidgen of the industry, we oh, we, yeah. we do know, like, they do be doing that bullshit where they just be putting people together, like, this is going to be your best friend, you know, take a couple pictures of selfies together, y'all meet up here at this restaurant, shoot the scene over and over and over again. And then they'll slap a title on there saying they're different. So I do believe that Portia was probably not that girl's friend and that it is just what it is. So for me, I feel like, you know, Portia, do whatever is best for you. Secure your bag and do whatever you need to do to take care of your child. You know, I don't think that their relationship is going to last, to be honest with you. But it's not about the destination. It's about the journey. And if he is going to support you and step up and take care of your baby, baby Pilar, Enjoy, live your life for these couple months. Mm-hmm. 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 I mean, they're gonna have something to say about you regardless. So yep. and it seems like that that's you know, especially with Bravo, now that Nini's gone, they need a new villain. So it seems like that they're gonna try to like pose her to be that villain. So if you're gonna be that girl, be the baddest. Enjoy, live your life, sis. Yeah, like you said, she got the three deal um, show coming up now. So I don't know. I personally feel like it's a little messy, but I agree. I think that I'll go even further, a a step further than what you said. At least I think I don't know if I heard you because there was people talking in the background. My bad. (laughs) In my environment. But um, um, what I was going to say was that they could be all in cahoots for this. They really could. 
they really could be setting the stage to, um, you know, to keep. Somebody said that. I think Tosh with a K or whatever, ta- wine with task or whatever, something like that. Tasha K. Wine with Tasha K, I think is what it is called. She was saying how the um, Real Housewives of Atlanta is on its last leg. So this is the the next story that's going to um, they've been filming this whole like craziness that's been going on. So this is what's going to keep the show going. I don't think it's on its last leg. I think it's in a good midpoint. Yeah, sure. Nene Leaks is gone. Um, but I don't think they did too bad with Nene gone last season with the threesome and everything. So I think they're going to keep the vibes and the ratings up. And I guess this is just another, um, I don't know why I want to say the word filibuster, because I know that's not what (laughs) this is the next, um, bombshell or whatever. That's going to keep, um, the show hot, but I don't think it ever fizzled out, you know? Like, so, um, either way. It's a mess. <laughs> so, uh, speaking of another mess, Joe Budden, girl. What's your boy doing now? So the latest was today. There was a podcast that he posted. And, you know, they be dropping their podcast at like 7 in the morning. So the to catch things up, basically, it looks like Rory and Maul came back to the podcast like two weeks ago. Um, and then they decided to take a week vacation, which it was like, hmm. So this is what happened last time when Rory and Maul left. So Joe was like, we're taking a week vacation. We'll be back, you know, after a week. When they did the last episode, they did kind of hash out things a little bit. But Joe, I don't know. It just seemed kind of, it didn't seem phony, but it seemed like there was a lot left unsaid. Forced. Like they were playing nice, except for Maul. Maul seemed to kind of not be really present. He... He seemed just kind of really distant. Like he wasn't really laughing at the jokes. Like he couldn't fake the funk like Rory and Joe. So anyway, like I said, they took their week break and then it, then they come back today and Rory and Maul are not there. And Joe is pissed and going off. Okay. And he, and he basically said that he fired them because. <laughs> well, damn. Yes, he said that he fired them because it was fake and they can never bounce back from what happened before. Um, A lot of what he was talking about was that he felt like, which was very ironic for all the rants that he's done about Spotify and, and Apple Music and stuff, not letting him in on the shares for his show and letting him in on the ratings and information and intel. Basically, that's what Rory I believe wanted, I don't know about Maul so much, but Rory wanted that out of the show. He wanted a portion of the show's shares or whatever. And Joe was like, no. (laughs) And it was just like, you know, sometimes this is what happens when friends do business together. And he didn't like that Rory and Maul had the same lawyer um, because that was a conflict of interest. He it was just it was really messy, really nasty. He he did a whole two he aired hour all that out. He did well, he did a whole two hour and 30 some odd minute episode. And then I don't even think it was like 9 a.m. before he deleted it. But niggas on Reddit <laughs> downloaded that joint. So that link was swimming or you know, going around on Twitter. So that's how me and Dennis got to hear it. But then that got deleted, but then somebody put it on YouTube. So I downloaded it from the YouTube link <laughs> because when I saw that they deleted the Reddit one, like after a couple hours, I started listening to the YouTube link and I just was like, I'm going to download this YouTube um, copy because I know it's going to go away. And sure enough, I'm pretty sure that the YouTube one got deleted too. So child boo. So basically what Joe ends up doing is he releases a 22 minute version Literally, no, like 23 minutes of the whole episode where he like kind of edited stuff out and stuff like that. But it was called You Want It, You Only Want It That Way or whatever. You guys want it that way. Some That was like the name of the episode. And he was like, y'all, I'm sick of this shit. And he basically, it was part of the episode that we had heard and him airing out Rory and Maul. No word from Ma, um, from Rory yet. I think he posted something about like Louis Farrakhan or something. Nothing subliminal. It was like something that was going on with Louis Farrakhan and the Palestinians and stuff. 
And then Maul on Twitter, he did like, you know, he's Muslim, so he had the inshallah hands. I, it's Ramadan, I'm, yeah. I'm not even gonna say it right mm-hmm. that way, but like he had the hands and he said good morning, and it was like at 12 p.m. <laughs> he was just like like unbothered or whatever. So that's it. <laughs> like it looks like it's over. He said that he's um Joe said that he will reconsider them coming back on the show if um the vibes are right again. But as of right now, that's it. It's been a good run. God bless. So a lot of people are pissy. Few people have different opinions about it. They feel like he um was in the right and felt like they were being shady for a long time. Um Rory and Maul. I I listened to it and I feel like what's his name contradicted himself again. And I may have to listen to it again to listen deeper because one of my girlfriends, um, she was saying how she felt the same way. And I need to ask her so she could kind of break it down a little more for me, like the parts where she felt like Rory and Maul were wrong. But she did also say that uh, Joe was like out of hand. Like at one point, Joe was talking about how uh, Rory that's a whole other story. Rory and the guy academics trying to fight each other and stuff like that. But somebody was looking to fight Rory. And when they found Rory, um, you know, the hands weren't there, like basically dissing Rory saying like, he can't fight. Like, yeah, you want to say that about your friend? Like (laughs) he was like, and I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just saying, this is facts, you know, but you invited me to your hands. Because Rory said that to Joe before, something about like you you want to fight or whatever on air, girl. So we'll see what happens from there. Right now, I think Joe's super hurt. Um, he lost two of his closest friends. He was saying shit like when when um, he was saying shady shit about Maul too, like. At first, he would always say that him and Maul lived together for years. But when Parks brought it up saying like, yeah, um, when you and Maul lived together, he was like, no, he lived with me. <laughs> you know, like shady shit right, like that. Yeah. He said, you know, it's you have to start to wonder when somebody buys um, clothes detergent and they leave it in their room. They don't they don't <laughs> like it like it was super petty. And I get he's I guess he's trying to say Maul is petty because he buys clothes detergent or whatever, dishwashing detergent, and he leaves it in his room. So he only is the one to use it. But it was just it was super nasty, if you ask me. Um, I think Rory and Maul were fed up and it just really fizzled out the friendship on the business because the business side of things was just super nasty after a while. I did notice some slight shade from Charlemagne. When they talked about it on The Breakfast Club today, uh, <laughs> Envy was straight up. He was like, yeah, I think Rory Rory should ask for five minutes. You know, that means like fight. He needs that five minutes from Joe at this point. Like, ain't no going back at this point. It's just five minutes. <laughs> and so then um, Charlemagne was like, well, I just want to shout out some lady from the Black Effect podcast. uh <laughs> network and you know i want to let you know that i appreciate you um i value you like he was saying that and he's been saying a lot of that about people he was talking about tamika mallory saying she he appreciates her he values her and i know that was shade because he feels like we don't see that from joe with his his peoples Mm -hmm. that's that for on that um, any thoughts though, Kel, on that one? No, I just I feel like boys are gonna be boys, and at some point they're gonna kiss and make up. But if they don't, Joe has always been an asshole to me, so it's just like nothing he does surprises me. Yeah. So, so I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. There was something else I was going to say. Uh, oh, yeah. Before I say, share that good news. Um, Ellen DeGeneres is ending her um, talk show. Mm-hmm. And that's after 19 seasons. It'll be ending in 2022. And um, she said it's because it's not a challenge anymore. Girl, it's because you got caught up in that scandal of being an asshole. We found out who you really was. Right. <laughs> okay. 
Listen, but it looks like Tiffany Haddish is in is in talks to replace um, Ellen with a new daytime TV show, which basically she's been there like subbing in for Ellen all this time anyway, like off and on. So I think they've already been prepping her and priming her for that. So that's awesome to hear. Um, also awesome. Good news. Um, say what you want about Nikki, but you know, she definitely is a heavyweight in the game and it looks like she's going to be making a comeback. She's been posting little teaser pics and stuff like that. Um, people are starting to wonder if because her and Rihanna had on the same shoes, that they're going to have a song together and they follow each other. Um, so I doubt it. Um, I think it was just a coincidence, even though they posted it the same day, you know, like that's Beyonce level, um, you know, uh, hints that they be throwing out there. I don't be paying attention enough for that, but Nikki did do a, a little video post today where she says she's going live tomorrow night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, and she said, it's the pink Richard Mile for me. Um, only eight in the world. Uh, anyway, be on time tomorrow night. And I think that was like in reference to her watch. Uh, yeah, I'm so not in that tax bracket. So I don't know what a Richard <laughs> Mile is, but I'm pretty sure that's the watch <laughs> that she's talking about. Um, and she also had a snippet of her music talking about y'all need the bad guy again. So I'm back, something like that. So it's, I'm ready for it. It's once again, hot girl summer loading. Right, so right. I'm ready for it. I'm ready for the vibes. Yeah. Um, and the last set of uh, just end on some really nice ratchetness. I mean righteousness. <laughs> um Felicia Rashad has been named the dean of Howard University's College of Fine Arts. Um mm-hmm. my favorite TV mom. Yes, yes. Uh, she is a graduate uh, magna cum laude of the university and will begin her new employment on July 1st. Uh, the school's pr- president made a com- comment of the new leadership saying, I can think of, I guess that meant to say I can't, um, I can't think of no individual better suited to take this role than Miss Felicia Rashad. And Felicia isn't new to the team. She previously worked as a guest lecturer, um, adjacent uh, faculty member, and even taught a master level class. Um, So Felicia seems excited for her new job. She said, it is a privilege to serve in this capacity to work with the Howard University administration, faculty, students, and students in reestablishing the College of Arts. I'm super happy to hear this, you know, talk about life reimagined because sometimes people just leave you like, oh, you only could stay in one lane when you're really good at it with her acting and stuff like that. Her and her sister are amazeballs. I love to compare them to me and Kel, even though we are not on that level (laughs) yet, but they they have made... They have really made an impact in multiple arenas. So mm-hmm. um, this is just another thing for her to conquer. And she's well suited to do it. Really happy to see this. If I was looking at colleges and I was in that field of work, I'd be lit to go mm-hmm. under that, that um, put submit my application for Howard. Shout out to Howard. I got um, accepted, but I chose to go in instead. But... <laughs> I decided to be a terp instead, but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that's it for Tell this me. week's Ratchetness and Righteousness. We are going to go straight into our talk topic, which is going to be a short one, y'all, this week. Again, we feel like a lot of y'all liked last week's episode, so let's see if we can hit the one-hour mark. You know, right. famous last words. But, <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's hot girl summer, y'all. You know, Kel, like me and you on the, you know, with our friends have been planning a trip or two, you know, just really getting excited for this um, upcoming summer. You know, we're both talking about getting vaccinated and stuff. So I guess let's start there. Like, you know, there's a lot of different people with different feelings about the vaccine. Um, I've heard a lot of things even to talk about like shedding, like how the skin sheds 
when you get the vaccine, like your skin, um, not like some abnormal zombie shit, but like, you know, you could just naturally shed because everybody's skin sheds and that can transmit coronavirus to other people, which is why there's been like little things with like teachers where they don't want the teachers to who get to get um, vaccinated in some private schools. Child boo. Um, but Kel, I know you had some some concerns that I would deem a little more valid. <laughs> um, if you want to share any of that. To yeah. So um, I actually, I've had COVID before. And uh, my initial, you know, apprehension was more so, you know, how the medical industry has treated us in the past had made me a little questionable. And I, there was an automatic distrust mm-hmm. starting from with that. Then me after doing, right. Then after, you know, after that, I was like, okay, it's going to come to a point where I'm going to have to get over that distrust and find out what is the best um, situation for me. Like what would put me in the best medical, you know, situation. So after dealing with that um, and having COVID and knowing that I never, ever, ever want to be in that situation again. And <laughs> that was like the worst experience ever. So I was like, okay, what do I need to do to get this um, taken care of? I have asthma and I have mm-hmm. chronic asthma. And because of my chronic asthma, I was a little bit concerned because I did see that there wasn't a lot of cases that were successful um, with people who had asthma. So the cases that I was seeing of the people who had the same type of chronic asthma as me weren't, you know, they they weren't, they didn't live, one. <laughs> and then two, it was that it's just not enough information. So for me, I, it's not that I was against it. It was more so I'm a little cautionary about it. I want to know like, when is their appropriate time? Like, is this the best decision for my case? So for me, I decided to consult with my pulmonologist and I am scheduling that with them to see, you know, if they can look at the before x-rays of before I had COVID, comparing it to the after x-rays since I've had COVID and um, have healed. And then we're going to kind of assess like, yeah, maybe this would be the best path. And if so, would they recommend a particular type of vaccination? Of course, I'm not going to leave all of my... um, leave all of my decision based off of what they say. I'm going to do my own research as well on um, which vaccination that I feel like, you know, is the best for me because I have to advocate for myself, but yeah, I just want to be well-informed all the way around before I make the decisions that I plan to, but I do plan to get vaccinated. And mainly for the reasons of, I do plan to be out in these streets. I do plan (laughs) to be able to get on planes. I want to travel and I don't want to live under so many restrictions. And I don't want to have that fear of, did I get COVID again? So, and I know a lot of people talk about, oh, well, you can build up antibodies if you already had it before. And everything is so new and these strands are... um, variating so much yeah, the variants yeah so i just i just feel like and i want to be protected the, isn't the antibodies just like for for three months and and see i don't think we even fully really know so because yeah. this is so new mm-hmm. it's new but it's not new like the information comes out all the time so at this time at this point i just wanted to protect myself the best way that i feel like i can and for me that is for me to get vaccinated but I need to get the information first. <laughs> word, word, word. And for me, I was nervous because I want to have a child. I do want to be able to get pregnant. And um, with that said, I was a little nervous. I was looking into like what happens with that. Um when you get vaccinated, does it prevent you from getting pregnant? Um, you know, I have reason now to believe that it doesn't. And I've seen many um, researches about it um, and how like some of the things that there were some concerns around like miscarriages and stuff. But when you looked at the correlation between the virus and normal rates of miscarriages, um there were there weren't any there wasn't any real spike or difference so there was no correlation with the excuse me not the virus the vaccine 
um, and um, miscarriages. So it's, it's definitely something that I think is a personal decision that you have to make. Um, you know, one of my family members was just saying over the weekend, like he said, um, you know, I'm not your parent, but like if you choose to do it, like I would advise that you do it only if you're in a line of work where you're constantly exposed to other people, especially like sick people, um, like a nurse or, you know, someone that works with kids, you know, blah, blah, blah. But otherwise, like if you're otherwise healthy, I would say, and you're, and I think he was also insinuating if you're young too, but if you're otherwise healthy, uh, don't get that shit <laughs> in his words. And um, yeah, so I understand where a lot of people are coming from, but I am definitely on the side of what Kel says. Like, you know, there's things I want to do. And yes, I know you can still get the the um, the virus, possibly, mm-hmm. God forbid, you can still um, contract it. Uh, but when you have the vaccine, it really gives your body that extra support to fight it off. And without it, you don't, you may have your, all of your different um, home remedies and stuff, which I stand by that. I was, I still to this day, to this day, pop elderberry, you know? Um, (laughs) But, uh, and I have my, you know, echinacea, lemon echinacea teas and all that stuff. But like, you know, that's not going to help me totally fight off the virus. That just boosts my immune system. Um, whereas with this vaccine, your body is going to recognize this virus. It's not going to be something new. So I, you know, also because of my parents and my husband's parents, who we actually live with, we made the joint decision to get it. So we actually have our next shot, um, in the next week, actually, I think he'll be getting his, um, sooner than me, but I'll delve deeper into all that once, um, you know, give y'all a full report on, you know, how we do with the next vaccines, but because it'll be the second dose and they say that one is a little stronger. Sometimes you could get a little fever, blah, blah, blah. But um, yeah, I'm looking forward to being, you know, a lot, feeling a lot more protected. Yeah. Out in the streets. And I have enough anxiety now. I don't want to add extra anxiety of what could be, you know, so. Yes. Have that padding. Yes. So, on to happier conversations, <laughs> you know, or more pleasant and, you know, good outlook type conversations, you know, because we're on that that train and a lot of our friends here, you know, are getting vaccinated. We was like, shit, it's time to start taking trips. So me personally, I have a trip planned for Vegas with some of my wifey girlfriends. Um, and I also have a trip with Um Did you want to talk about it or no? Yeah, we can talk about it. Uh, Yeah, we can talk about it. Okay, yeah, yeah. So uh, we've been looking at stuff, you know, I think, um, you know, what I will offer as a word of advice when you're looking for places to go, you know, you should definitely look at what their COVID restrictions are, um, what their methods are as well. Like a lot of places when you get there, you have to get tested. And that's how you have those stories, like what happened to the, even though it was a fake story, but, but what that girl said happened to her in Jamaica where she had to quarantine by herself in a hotel for two weeks or something like that um, because she tested positive. Um, you know, these things can happen because they're just trying to keep everybody safe in the resort. And I didn't realize that's like, it makes sense, but I didn't realize that's what it was. Like when you go there, they test you so you could feel extra comfortable at the resort that everybody, I mean, of course there's false positives and false negatives, but everybody that that's dope. Like we could really feel comfortable at these resorts because everybody is supposedly negative. Um, so that's a whole nother layer of, wow, you know, but there's also resorts that still require you to wear masks. I don't mind that, you know, because even after being vaccinated, we still need to wear masks because there's so many people that don't want to get vaccinated. So you want to keep them safe as well, as well as you don't want to pass the vaccine around if somebody does happen to be positive. Um, and also looking at their cleaning, like the same way you do for a hotel, you look at their cleaning, um, 
you know, regimen or whatever and what they offer to you. Um, so yeah, I would say that's it. And then also just check out, see what's like still available, what you can still do when um, you go to these resorts because things are going to change. Like a lot of these resorts got discotecas or whatever, like in the in the Spanish countries or whatever, or a little club, little party bars or whatever, where you could dance and stuff. But those things are more than likely closed because it's still a little too soon in the mm-hmm. world. Um, COVID still hasn't really let its foot up off our necks. Um, it may be changing shoes at this point, <laughs> switching out different shoes. So we just trying to survive. Okay. Um, so we are planning to go to Mexico and we're super, super hype about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. While looking for hotels, we just tried to look at videos that were present day, um, videos or whatever and like you know things that happen after COVID because you want to get a true perception of what you're going to be going into um we were checking out a lot of new hotels to see you know things that were newly remodeled or just new in general that we would like and see if everything's working <laughs> at mm-hmm. the hotels um and oh the last thing I'll bring up is like the fact that there are payment plans available, y'all. So some of y'all may feel like, oh, I really just want to get away, but I don't have the thousand or 2K to drop right now. Child boo. Go take yourself on cheapcaribbean.com or sometimes <laughs> even Groupon, you know, to get a deal. And you have like on cheapcaribbean.com in particular, you have three different methods. You could pay up front, you could pay just a deposit, and or you could pay... Um, like payment a monthly plan. payment plan. So there are options, y'all. And I will say Mexico is definitely one of the cheaper places that you can go if you're trying to go with like a big crew of people and you get a lot of bang for your buck. And, you know, they're used to the COVID testing and all that stuff. So they're like super on board with that. Um, but yeah, um, Kel, what are you looking forward to for your trip? Um, yeah, so I, mm-hmm. one, it'll be my first time leaving the country. So I'm really, really excited about that experience. Um, I am looking forward to going on the, is it ATV or ACV, whatever they're called. ATVs. A, yeah, the ATVs. And I want to go jet skiing. I'm just looking forward to be around culture. I think that's what it was. Like, I know we talked yeah. about um, on one of our past episodes, how I needed to relax, relate, release, and um, go on a little journey. And then I went to North Carolina, and it was a lovely time. Love yeah. it there. It was a perfect getaway. But I need something more. You know, this exhaustion is a different type of exhaustion than I'm feeling. And um, I need to embrace some culture. So I want to see some new things or new sceneries that I've never seen that's not attainable off of a, a random weekend, you know? So I am definitely looking forward to seeing really, really blue waters and palm trees and just sipping and tipping, you know, with my girl. Yes. Yes. That all inclusive. Mm-hmm. Sipping and tipping. Yes. Yes. I am looking forward to the blue waters, the, the, the pools, the, the beach, my feet need to touch sand. Okay. Mm-hmm. You hear me? Mm-hmm. Uh, and me and the hubby are going to try. I'm not going to speak like that. I'm going to speak affirmatively. We are going to do our honeymoon this year, finally. Um, we're going to Hawaii. So I'm just really excited for that trip as well. Um, I'm I'm trying to touch all the beaches, yes. all the pools, okay, safely, safely. Right. I ain't no shame in my mask game. <laughs> I don't mind wearing a mask. Right, right. <laughs> but, we were just looking at um, the waterproof mask the other day. <laughs> <laughs> Word. Word, yo, I'll get that too. I just got this little crazy looking mask that Dennis calls it like we look like Bane. I was like, yep. And I'm extra glad I got it now But yeah, I'm gonna um, Make sure I have that for the plane Mm -hmm. um, And for Different scenarios when it's Looking a little crazy Let me get my Bane mask or whatever You you got it near you? No Oh, um 
No, I it's don't. Okay. But I'll show you when we get when we're done with the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, it was like seventy something dollars, but it it was worth the investment, I think. Um, so anyway, I'm looking forward to that. I would also like to see if I could snorkel too. Um, I'd be so scared of the fishes though. <laughs> so I know it's probably. You know, it's probably a waste of time, but like, I just really want to like conquer that fear. I'm not trying to go scuba diving though. Like, I don't think I need to do that in my life. Um, cause that's like when you go deep into the water and you swimming past ship- shipwrecks, wrecked ships, and all that different stuff. Like, mm, I think I'm good on that. I think I know my limits. Uh, right, right, right. <laughs> like, I know my limits. Like, I know that. THC just ain't really for me, you know? (laughs) That is something that I think I'm good on for life or whatever. But snorkeling, I don't mind. Um, Except for when they be talking about how, like, the rocks sometimes can be poisonous and all that. That's when I be like, oh, bro, we couldn't have gone somewhere else. But, Mm -hmm. yes, all the fruity drinks and food. The food. Yeah. I'm looking forward to the food. Right. That's what I'm looking forward to. And the culture too. I'm with you on that, Kel. Like really looking forward to that. Yeah. I need some new scenery. I need to meet some new people. I think that'll inspire us. And I'm also looking forward to Cognac Day and Cognac Month. So yes, make sure y'all stay posted. Yes, yes. And on that note, let's go to our philanthropy highlight. Get up, get out, and get something. How will you make it if you never even try? You need to get up, get out, and get something. Cause you and I got the do for you and I. So this week's philanthropy highlight is by Black and Bold. Black and Bold is a coffee company, and I've been really dying to try it. And even more so now, I'm definitely going to look into getting it because I love a company that is giving back. Black and Bold, they make domestic social impact accessible for both their consumers and their partners by contributing to their initiatives relevant to communities of our and their consumers. So thus, they're taking 5% of their profits and donating to at-risk youth, both locally and um, and nationally. So some of the local and the national ones that they have partnerships with, but not limited to, is Urbanstead in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Act Non Verba in Oakland is a, a camp. City Growers in New York. Code Fever in Miami. Comp U Dot in Houston, Texas. Mm. Reading Youth Foundation in Atlanta, Georgia. Juxtaposition in Minneapolis, Minnesota. And LA Conserva- Conservation Corps in Los Angeles, California. Sunset Youth Services in San Francisco. Urban Growers Collective in Chicago. Youth Guidance in Chicago and um, By Degrees Foundation in Desmonies, Indiana. And there's two in DC Kid Power Inc. and No Kid Hungry in Washington, DC as well. So, oh, yeah, No Kid Hungry. I know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So shout out to Black and Bold, which is also a Black owned coffee company, which is another reason why <laughs> that I want to invest my Black dollars into a business that's going to invest back into our communities. Amen. Yeah, I'm going to have to go there with you. I'd love to try that coffee. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's go ahead and end this show off. Hey, look, we're behind an hour. Yes. Right. We're going to end the show off with our last call. I'd like to propose a toast. I said toast, motherfucker. This is the last call. This is a great last call, you guys, and I personally needed this. So it's so funny how God tends to speak to me, but it's, oh, I almost dropped it. Okay. It is, I release all doubt and welcome faith. Indeed. You know, we, a lot of us, we're trying to like get stuff together and, you know, sometimes we're a little nervous because the pandemic just seems like it'll never come to an end or some of our issues similarly feel like they'll never come to an end but god is good and the these things we always talk about seasons on this show sometimes mm-hmm. things are a season and when you have another opportunity presented to you or another blessings presented to you you may side eye it like that meme of the little african boy looking at the white lady like mm, is this real but the, i heard in a scripture before and in a sermon before about how sometimes you know, you have to operate on 
You Not sometimes. You must always operate on at least a mustard seed of faith, just a mustard seed of faith, and knowing that all things are possible with God. Um, and if you allow yourself to just be hurt and not, you know, relish in this new blessing that has come your way because you're scared, you know, there's so many things you can miss out on. So try to release that doubt and welcome in faith because you are strong enough to get through it. You're strong enough to get through your fear and be brave enough to get through it and enjoy it. Enjoy the new blessings in your life. Absolutely. And that's it for this week's show. Make sure you follow us at Cognac Cupcakes and Conversations on Instagram um, and Facebook, uh, Twitter, CCC Vibes. I know Kel was tweeting away um, during the escape um, versus SWV um, thing. I actually was um, at my cousin's house in New Jersey, which was really nice to be around family that I haven't seen since like basically before the pandemic. Um, but uh, I was there, so I didn't get to watch it, but it looked very entertaining. Um, who do you think won, Kel? Um, okay. So for me, I, I would say with stage presence and just like complete overall presence and hitting notes and song and singing and gave an experience, I'm going to say escaped it. SWB was very, very sleepy. And their voices have definitely changed. I mean, all of their voices change, but um, I can hear it. Like, it was, like, very noticeable. Like, damn, like, yeah, y'all should just lip sync this. Um, With the exception of Coco, Coco still has a very... Beautiful strong voice. voice, yeah, very strong. It's still Gospel. strong and beautiful, yeah. But the others, I can, I can see the change in their voices, and I don't know if it's because life might have hit them differently, yeah. you know, life after. So, yeah, I think I don't think you're the the only person to say that, but I think we all can agree that. <laughs> well, I'll just say I thought that it would have been SWV that would have hit the mark as far as vocally, but. Escape has been, I mean, they've both been on the road, but like Escape has definitely kind of had a tight ship, even with Candy not being as present as they may have wanted her to be. Like they kind of had routines and stuff like that. But I really, even with all that said, I thought it was going to be SWV, but I had to catch the um, rerun on YouTube mm-hmm. um, and check it out for myself. I still yeah. got my life. I still got my life. You can yeah. definitely see the, you feel the tension between the DJs um, and Escape. I had to think of the artist. I was like, which artist? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You felt the tension between the DJ and Escape. Like, Because he wasn't playing the right songs, right? Or he, playing the right parts. Yeah. It was like he was cutting people's parts off and like... <laughs> The and then the energy of escapes people versus SWV. Like at one point, it was kind of rude. Like it was supposed yeah. to be SWV's turn to sing, and they were like, and he had th- their DJ, escaping DJ, had cut them off. So um, Tiny was upset about that. So she was, you know, already mad. So everybody was like, no, nah, no, nah, don't let SWV go. Let them play. Run it back. Run back the song. Run back the song. So they were like, well, it's our turn. And they were like, I don't care, run it back. So like, they were like loud. They were like screaming. So then they just let them play their song. And then after that, they came back with, I think, Rain. Oh, that's the joint though. Yeah, I know. (laughs) Everything was, you know, back to copacetic. But it was a fiery versus. Yes. (laughs) Okay. Well, thank you for tweeting for us. And um, again, yes, follow us at CCC Vibes on Twitter uh, and visit our website, CognacCupcakesAndConversations.com for any additional information you need from us. And of course, to shop our merch. Indeed. As always, our little It's a Vibe t-shirts are still available. Our mugs, as you saw that we tweeted today on Instagram. Um, we also shared uh, like different ways for you to stay focused. So make sure y'all follow us on Instagram. Y'all know we super active mm-hmm. on there. Um, and yeah, I guess that's it for the week. Yeah. Shout out to us for being under an hour. 
<laughs> and y'all stay safe out there, regardless of if you vaxxed or not. Um, you know, just stay safe out there and get ready for this hot girl summer because it's coming. Right. <laughs> it's lit. All right, y'all. Peace out. Bye. It's a vibe.